It's the hilarious world of depression. I'm John Moe. That theme song uh, by Rhett Miller was played off of a tiny Mac computer that I have here in my new office, which is uh, formerly known as the closet (laughs) in uh, my bedroom. And uh, my wife set up this nice little office. She cleared off a little shelf. I'll send you some pictures and uh, over on the Facebook page. And uh, yeah, this is where I work now. I don't know how long I will be working in this closet, but that's just the way it is. And rather than try to build a studio with perfect soundproofing and and uh, get all the, the mic equipment that I need and make everything perfect, uh, I thought I would just do this. I'm talking into my iPhone. Um, it's a it's an iPhone XR, uh, I believe, and I have my little computer here. And we're making do with what we have because that's kind of the spirit of the times right now. We are in, um, I guess, a, a quarantine. Not really a quarantine in our house because everybody's feeling fine. We are allowed to leave the house. But as a society, we're being told to kind of stay away from each other in in meat space. But in the world of uh, bits, in the world of computer transmitted thingies, uh, we can still we can still talk. I can still talk to you, and I thought maybe I should because this is a tough time if you're depressed. I mean, also another tough time if you're depressed is all the time. But this is kind of something else, um, what we've been going through. And I want to talk a little bit about the the, the brain shape of the whole thing um, rather than getting into the epidemiology or the economic uh, ramifications of this, both of which are, are very, very complicated and, and uh, very large. But I want to talk about our minds a little bit. And I want to just uh, reach out to people who are dealing with anxiety and or depression already and talk about what that's like in these circumstances. Because for me, and I'm, I'm not going off of any script here. I'm just, uh, I'm just here in my closet talking to my phone as a man is wont to do. Uh, for me, what's interesting about this whole thing is that it mirrors how a lot of us saw the world already. We saw it as this thing where this place where something bad is always about to happen. The way anxiety tends to process itself and process the unknown is to race to the worst possible thing that might happen and uh, and use that human imagination and then conclude that that's the thing that probably will happen. And it usually guides you to an impossible place. It guides you to a situation that you wouldn't be able to handle. And uh, it's a real bastard for doing that, but that's often what it does. And the depressed mind, too, kind of thinks, well, how will this, what will happen will always be the thing that has no hope, um, the thing that most closely relates to despair, you know, the, the, the grim ending that, that we think is, is almost certainly always on the way. Um, I have heard from some people who say, yeah, you know, this, this is what we've always thought. <laughs> like this, you know, we're, we're dealing with this virus now and we don't know what the future is. It doesn't look like it's going to wipe out humanity itself, but it looks like it's going to cause a lot of problems and it's going to cause a lot of deaths. And right now there's a lot of uncertainty. So 
in many ways, the world is fleshed out the way that people like us have always kind of seen it. I have heard from some people who say, yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's oddly reassuring that I can say, look, this is how I told you it was going to be. This is, this is how it was. Uh, this is how, what was going on in my mind already. Um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's like finding a monster under your bed after suspecting that there was a monster under your bed, just looking down there and seeing a monster who is wearing it like a shirt that says monster on it. You know, it's kind of a a relief to know that you had it right, but then there is also the monster to deal with. Um, But really, I think it's a a dangerous time um, because people with depression, people with an anxiety disorder um, don't have the same reserves as the normies, as the people who don't have to deal with this kind of thing. You know, we've been trying, we've had to reach down deep for survival for so long that there's no deep left to, to reach down into. We don't have the reserves. The normies have the reserves and we don't. And so what are we to do? Well, in the same way that the normies can kind of just adapt, um, people who have these kinds of issues, uh, have to make a plan to adapt. Like to a lot of people, challenges are just, Oh, okay. It's a challenge. I'll just do this we sometimes need a bit more of a plan. We need to to make sure that we're doing okay. Um, and I'm not a doctor, obviously. I'm not a therapist. I've just done a lot of reading and talking and writing about these issues. And um, I will remind you of a few things. I've talked about this on Twitter already, but a few things, um, facts. There are so much information and speculation and rumor out there uh, in the world right now, things that neighbors say to neighbors and things you overhear, things maybe you misunderstood, get facts. Go to the CDC website. Uh, There's a great uh, ongoing blog on Ars Technica called Don't Panic, which is also a nice reference to Douglas Adams. What up, my nerds? So get facts wherever possible. Uh, Social media, another point here, point number two, Social media is a fire hose, so don't put it in your mouth. There's so much information coming at you. Most of it is just the screaming id of the people who are writing it. Sometimes it's morbid humor. Sometimes it's there's a different agenda in play. Go sparingly on it. And if somebody is causing you agitation and you don't think you need it, then turn it off. You know, unfollow them, mute them, block them, just take them away. You don't owe anything to anybody in that space. If I'm, if you follow me and I'm saying upsetting things, please unfollow me. Do what you need to do. You don't owe anybody anything. Uh, Number three, it's okay to take breaks. This crisis does not need your constant attention unless you are an epidemiologist, a virologist, in which case, please pay attention. But for most of the rest of us, it's okay to go for a walk. It's okay to pet the dog. It's okay to watch a movie. Go ahead and do it. Um, it will let you know that there is a greater world than just thinking about this virus all the time. Number four, and this is the one I've been holding on to the most, is if you're working from home, if you're a kid home from school when you'd really rather be with your friends, um, if you're a college student home from school, you're helping. Please know that you're helping. 
everything that we do, all this sacrifice and inconvenience is the right thing to do to help society. So often in a, in a war scenario, global crisis scenario, we think, oh, if there was only something I could do, I feel so helpless. Well, stay home, you know, be practical. Maybe order the things that you need online, but don't do a bunch of uh, crazy shopping. Keep the, the system moving more efficiently for people trying to get their basic food and, and medical needs provided. But know that you're helping. The stuff that you're doing is a pain in the ass and it's helping. Um, number five, maintain your previous self-care protocols. Don't use this as a chance to just go off your meds or go uh, stop exercising. You just need to adapt. You can, you'll be able to get your meds. And in the meantime, if you can't go to the gym to exercise, there's a trillion casquillion exercise videos on YouTube. Use one of those or just find a way, find some way to get your exercise in. If that was helping you before, let it continue to help now. If you did meditation before, keep meditating. Uh, most therapists, I'm doing a therapy appointment uh remotely tomorrow. My therapist and I will be across a screen from each other. And I've never done that before. I'm dubious about how I'll like it, but I'm going to give it a try. So try to keep those things that were working before. Let them keep working. And then finally, number six, be kind. Be kind to yourself. Give yourself a break. If you if doing all this sucks for a while, it's okay to just say that it sucks. If you desperately need a nap, go take a nap. If if you and your kids are kind of driving each other crazy, locked in the house, well, give yourself and them the kindness to say, yeah, that's going to happen. <laughs> this situation we're in is not normal. We're going to get on each other's nerves. Let's find ways around it. You don't have to be great at this. We just have to all get through it together. Um, and I don't know what choice we have, really. <laughs> like, that's the thing. When a crisis happens, it can be almost reassuring. Um, I've, I've heard this from, from some people, too. It can be almost reassuring because it gives you something to focus on. Like, this is a, a real crisis that's happening that everybody else knows about. It's not like a mental crisis that you might have that feels just as real and just as dangerous, but is invisible to everybody else. So it makes you feel even more isolated. We're all, we're all going through this. Be kind uh, to people. And, you know, maybe if someone is wrong on the internet, maybe just leave it. Maybe just don't mix it up with people for a while. And and who knows, maybe that really catches on and, and we can all uh, just start living like that for the time being. Um, and, you know, I, I don't know what you look to me for. I don't know if you look to me for a lot of wisdom, a lot of guidance, a lot of reassurance. I don't know how much of that I can really provide because I can't tell you, yeah, this will all be over in three weeks and two days and seven hours. It just doesn't work like that. I have no idea. I don't understand what's going on all that well. And predicting how long this will last, what it'll mean, what the long-term effects will be, I don't know. Um, so I can't, 
I can't reassure you. I can't reassure you that everything will then go back to normal. I don't even know that. I guess I can assure you that we're people and that what we try to do with our show, with our podcast, is we try to tell you that you're not alone. And even in this time when you're alone, (laughs) you're also not alone. I mean, this is a case where people have looked to our show as like, I'm going through this weird thing with this depression. Am I the only one going through this? And we've been able to say no. We've been able to say no. You're you're not unique in this situation. You know, millions of people all over are going through this. And we can keep saying that now. We're all going through this response of trying to kind of stumble our way through doing the right thing about uh, COVID-19. And, um, you know, so in that sense, the message remains the same. We're all people. We're all in this together. It's okay to say that it sucks. Uh, It's okay to give yourself a break. It's okay to be kind. It's okay to be gentle. It's okay to watch movies. Maybe not Contagion (laughs) or, or a movie about about the whole, about civilization being destroyed, which is a lot of movies, it turns out. Um, But, you know, watch something that'll make you feel good. Um, I've been also listening to the Jack Handy book, The Stench of Honolulu. It's his only novel. Um, I've been listening to the audio book for that, which he reads, and it's it's really quite wonderful. Um, And we'll have new shows for you also, it turns out. Um, I've been working the last couple of days on our season premiere show, which will be on Monday, the 23rd. And that is with Jamila Jamil, star of The Good Place and The Internet. <laughs> and uh, we've got a lot of great shows coming your way. I was just in New York. I interviewed Mike Birbiglia. He's going to be on the show. Uh, Lori Gottlieb, who is the author of I Think You Should Talk to Someone, which is a book about her life as a therapist and her life going to a therapist. That's a really great one. Emmy Blotnick, who's a comedian who you're going to be hearing a lot from in the future and you need to hear from now because she's really quite wonderful. Uh, it's all coming your way. And uh, we're, really, we're really looking forward to bringing that to you because a lot of you have been asking and I know it helps. So, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, production help for this episode comes from my wife for setting up my office. Um, Thanks also to the sliding closet door that allowed me to not have to hear the dogs as much while I try to record this. Um, A big shout out to, um, oh, let's see, some t-shirts and some of my wife's outfits for uh, providing a small measure of sound baffling. Um, I'll get back to you soon. We're going to do more of these. Maybe we'll even throw some things up on video and you can see my deluxe accommodations for my office work. Until then, um, laughter, as we all know, is the best medicine. I'm not as good a singer as Rhett Miller. Jinga, 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 jinga. Bye.